2: unfortunately we don't have the full team this week Pitsy is ruled out and I'm delighted to be joined by as always the stat man here at five yard Rob what is going on mate
1: I am very good I I do like the the latest late appearance of fast action Friday um it's given us a bit more time to to get adjusted after a long week at work and um you know actually we've we've uh, just kind of fallen across some of the, some breaking news as well, which will actually really help us with our injury report in a little bit. So perhaps there is a benefit of doing it a little bit later on. Um, but you know, sometimes it's also nice to do it early. Uh, let, let's just see how it pans out, shall we? Let's see how it goes. Um, but I'm excited.
2: That is it. I've got the uh, Justin Jefferson jersey on tonight, trying to manifest a touchdown for him this week. But as you say if we was a slightly later last week we would have had the Travis Kelsey news ready to break to you and maybe we got something else but shall we kick off with a bit of Thursday night throwback let's do it so the san francisco 49ers welcomed the new york giants to santa clara last night could it could this third week really live up to the previous two because Thursday night football has been amazing so far this season. The final score pretty much expected a 30 to 12 victory for the Niners. Yeah,
1: it was a. Uh kind of kind of a chalky chalky result for a lot of people who uh, saw these two teams um matching up um it's a shame we didn't get like at the shock of, uh, of week one um or indeed like some of the excitement of week two but um, there was still quite a lot to talk about. Um, let's talk about the, the quarterbacks as as normal first, but so Brocky Purdy. As I've got them written down, uh, 25 completions off 37 attempts with 310 yards and two touchdowns. He had that red zone flash to the rookie Ronnie Bell, uh, and a beautifully floated pass to Debo Samuel, um, putting it right in the corner of the end zone. Debo bringing it in, uh, looking very smooth in in that coverage. Um, he was. Without his early favourite target, Brandon Ayuk, who we've seen a lot of in the first two weeks, and there was a lot of expectation in the preseason in training camps. Um, so he had to turn to his other wide receivers more and George Kittle as well. Um, he was actually kept in check by the Giants passing defence early on, but he managed to find that space, uh, including that strike to Debo. Um, so yeah, a really good turnout for Brock Purdy. You know, again, continuing uh, continuing to impress those um, those analysts and those who uh, didn't expect him to do much from the seventh round, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he's co- team captain now. You know, he's 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 making waves in that team, and he's he's put them forward into three and zero, which is you know all you can uh, want him to do. Um, Daniel Jones, you know, it's a lot of money paid to him in the off season. Um, but he was stifled immensely in this game, as you would have thought with this Niners defence. Not not an easy game to play on a Thursday night. Only two passes actually went over 10 yards and, and, and they were entirely made with yards after the catch on screen plays. Um, so the ball went, you know, in a, in a nice flat pass and they got the rest of the yards after that. So it was a short term and medium term passing that they had to use to try and make moves. So a middling effort in the end. No passing touchdowns for a second game in his first three. They're quite defend- quite disappointing. They were tough defences. The stat line you know, shows that you, sh- you should be doing more with the money you've paid him. Um, 22 of 32 for 137 yards. No touchdowns and that interception late on. Purdy um, came out on top
2: yeah absolutely i mean um brock purdy he continues to answer all of his critics whether it be nfl or in fantasy football but you know over 300 yards on the night and he's just he's answering all the questions isn't he and Mm -hmm. it's almost like if if you ask someone who didn't know i mean everybody pretty much knows but who's the guy that received however much money it was 40 million dollars or whatever um and this off season you'd said Pur- purdy looking at that game last night right oh
1: absolutely absolutely um you'd have thought jones was was brought in you know to, to just do a job as a backup um oh it's not it's not the best offensive situation they find themselves in they've got a lot of you know uh, there's no there's a lot of depth but no talent in wide receiver from from what we've seen yeah. so far. Jalen Jalen Hyatt might be the difference uh, maker, but it's the early days. Darren Waller and Daniel Bellinger, they've they've got a nice tight end room there. They they use them quite a bit, as you, you may even talk about in a little bit. Um but yeah, with 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 players who get paid that much, you expect them to turn middling players into, into better players, yeah. and that just doesn't seem to be happening.
2: I mean, he had a good year last year, but I'll start with the Giants with the offensive coverage because it was just underwhelming all around, really. I mean, Matt Breida, in the absence of Saquon Barkley, he bagged a touchdown, but nobody got double figures in fantasy points for the Giants. Nobody. Darius Slayton was the leader in receiving yards on the night with 32. Like you said, only two plays or something went for more than 10 yards, and A lot of that was after the catch, and it's just... um, I I was quite in on Daniel Jones, especially in super flexes like a QB2 for this year, and he's just not living up to anything. And all of his teammates, there's numerous, numerous receivers there. Like you say, there's not that star, is there? But we'll see what happens in the coming weeks for sure. But the 49ers, on the other hand, led by Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, who came to the plate last night, both had over 120 scrimmage yards and a touchdown each, putting in fantastic performances for our fantasy sides. CMC's 12th game with a touchdown on the spin as well. Something to note there, but Mm -hmm. George, he also benefited from Brandon Ayuk's absence, who has started the season absolutely on fire. He had 90 yards on seven catches, so I mean, it's solid anyway, uh, 16 points in your regular leagues. But if you got him in tight end premium and started him last night, you are laughing.
1: Yeah, and he was one of the players that was noted to be dropping in rankings because his his seasons have been so-so, like uh, in between the injuries and, you know, bust or boom performances. This this could well be a, a boom performance in, in Ayuk's absence. But, you know, if, if someone's dropped him in with that hope you know that the hope's paid off and that could be a, a super lead at the start of this uh, this week three um, this week three week yeah um, t- it's def- definitely tough going for, for Daniel Jones um, especially when you look at the other three sides in his in his division you know you've got the, the Cowboys, you've got the Eagles, you've got the Commanders. All all those defenses are popping at the moment, and you know they're they're giving offensive lines a tough time. And when you know when you when you watch a video of Daniel Bellinger just like just turning to the side and, and missing tackles, um, you know, and almost costing the team a safety, you know, you, you you need all the help you can get. And if your players aren't giving it to you, then you know you're going to end up with a uh, defensive performances like the Niners have showed and the Cowboys showed against them in week one.
2: I mean, to be fair to Daniel Jones, I don't think it's all on him. That offensive line is probably one of the worst. I'd say it's probably in the bottom five in the league this year so far, 100%. They're they're doing absolutely nothing for him, especially where he likes to use his legs a little bit to extend plays and... Almost like a budget version of uh, Patrick Mahomes, but like you know, <laughs> he does he can get stuff done, and that's what we seen last year. But the the O line definitely ain't helping him out.
1: No, definitely not. And it, and it, and it did show um, slightly. Uh, the Niners did get two sacks on Daniel Jones last night, but then again, so did the Giants. They got two sacks on Purdy. So but perhaps the Niners didn't perform as well as they could do on that line because they knew that he was gonna. Try and pass the ball, and as a result, it really stifled his play. Um, they also the Niners also got an interception as well, so they got the, uh, the that play that came later on in the game. Quite quite low scoring affairs. The Niners obviously conceded less points, so they they will have ended up with more fantasy points um, in any leagues that played uh, them. There's 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 hope for the Giants, but they had it's going to be against non division play, non division teams. Um,
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Yeah, I mean, the rest of the division seems really strong. And, you know, the Niners stepped up last year made the playoffs. But we'll see what happens. It's early days still, isn't it? Yeah. And... That being said, two notable absences last night. So let's move on to the injury report.
1: Yeah, so you covered some uh, missing players last night and we will move uh, on to players that uh, will be missing for for some of the season, most of the season. Certainly, Nick Chubb, with multiple ligament tears, he will be he'll be missing the rest of the season at least. Um, which begs the question: Will it be Jerome Ford or will it be Kareem Hunt coming into this week? You know, Hunt signed a one-year deal, Browns to to replace that huge hole that Chubb is leaving behind. Um, he knows the knows the plays, he knows the coach, he knows the scheme. But Jerome Ford was on the team at the end of the season, all said and done. So you know, will it be Ford over Hunt? I think, I I reckon it will be more Ford and they'll build Hunt in probably into the role that he had before, you know, a bit more complimentary, more pass-catching side of things.
2: I mean, um, I think at best, Kareem Hunt rediscovers the role he had before. There's a reason that he wasn't re-signed and Ford was kept, right? I reckon so, yeah. I mean, you're looking at all different stats and projections and things like that for players and it doesn't really matter when you look at the nfl standpoint the team's standpoint um you have to it's almost a bit of like logic with hang on Mm -hmm. they didn't want hunt they wanted ford so who's going to lead the backfield you'd think it'd be ford wouldn't you but week three will be telling i suppose but yeah i'd lean forward for this week definitely
1: yeah which certainly plays well into all the fab that people have spent on him um, in coming to waivers. Um, but it's not all bad news for the for the Browns. Amari Cooper has got no designation um, for any injuries in this week's game against Tennessee. So there's a small glimmer of hope uh, after a tough week for them. Perhaps the Watson can improve, continuing to improve his game and get Cooper uh, as involved as he had been last week when he was injured. Um, We'll look at some rookie QBs as well. So uh, our our trio of new players coming into the uh, into this league this year. Uh, Bryce Young has already been ruled out with an ankle injury, so that will be Andy Dalton's backfield for this game. And then Anthony Richardson, most most up to date news is that he has been ruled out with that concussion he sustained last week as well. So that will be Gardner Minshew Mania coming again, mm-hmm. once again to uh, the, to. Colts in week three uh the good news for the final member of that trio is that cj stroud looks to be close to 100 for his shoulder injury and so we should see at least him uh, in week three um other news d hop and henry were both limited for the titans this week in practice deandre hopkins didn't attend friday practice so it doesn't look promising for him However, Henry did feature at Friday's practice and he trended in the right direction and he has been cleared to play in the last 15 minutes to play against the Browns this week.
2: (coughs) Yeah, which is um, fantastic news if you've grabbed him in the second round or whatever. You you can't afford to lose those players, no matter what time of the season, but early on is just as bad as any. But Some Another running back who you would have had to draft early, Austin Eckler. He missed with week two with an ankle injury and he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. So it's not looking good for Austin Eckler for this weekend. Brandon Staley said there's no sort of timeline. He'll be back when he's back as well. So that's not great. And Aaron Jones is another running back questionable for week three. But he did train on Thursday. The first time this week he did... um, logger practice so that can only be good news. The Lions are a little bit banged up and St. Brown with a toe injury, Monty with a fire, they're both questionable. I'd lean to St. Brown playing Monty not maybe. So again Ooh. another running back drama. Um Jalen Waddle has been in concussion protocol this week. Same like Anthony Richardson was, but Mike McDaniels has said that Waddle should practice in some capacity. But as long as he rain, rain yeah. remains in the protocol, it, it's unlikely he's going to play. So there's a massive hole at number two for the Dolphins in terms of wide receivers. So it could be Braxton Berrios, could be River Crawcraft, maybe. Who knows?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Who's it? Who's the? There's another um, player there as well. Um, so obviously there's Durham Smythe in the tight end position. I'm fairly sure there's there's another. Uh, wide receiver who could take advantage of there. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think a bit while we talk. But um yeah that's um that could be I some
2: think, big news um, for a lot of players I um, think I think um chosen Anderson was there. I'm not sure if he's still on the team or not though.
1: Oh yeah. But maybe maybe he's changed his name so we we're not quite sure if he if he's lurking or not. <laughs> um we have we have got some other players who have been confirmed out, so it's not just questionable for these, they are already ruled out as well. So that's Odell Beckham for the Ravens, he has already been ruled out. Um, so that means that the passing offense could be a bit more concentrated on players like Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay could be getting involved there as well. But some big news, and potentially big news for those who have taken him on the waiver wire is that Gus Edwards' teammate, Justice Hill, has also been ruled out this week as well. So Edwards could be getting a full load there unless, you know, Kenyon Drake comes to spoil the party, which uh, he has done before and he he may well do again.
2: We've seen it. We have seen it. We have seen it. We have seen it. And I I, I grabbed Hill off waivers after the unfortunate J.K. Dobbins news and didn't quite start him because I was all right. And then now it looks like after last week, it's the gust of buses ruling the town again, I think. but Another running back injury, Jamal Williams. He was absent during Thursday and Friday practices. But good news for running backs, Kendra Miller, the rookie, he looks to be back to full health for the first time this year. And he could at least share some of the load with Tony Jones. I think he's probably more talented than Tony Jones, who snagged two touchdowns last week. But Kamara is nearly back. He is nearly ready to make the return from suspension. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, and if um, if they can put uh, the Saints in an, uh, they'd be three and zero if they win this weekend, won't they? I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Every t- every team in my, in the Panthers division are two and zero, apart from the Panthers who are zero and two. <laughs> um, so if they can be three and zero coming into week four, Kamara is laughing.
2: You know, you know something as well um, I think the Saints with Derek Carr they sneakily have one of the best wide receiver groups in the league maybe Rashid Shahid is stepping up isn't he and oh, with Kamara yeah. coming back as another pass catching option you know it could be um, it could it could look good in New Orleans this year because the defence is always
1: alright yeah it's exciting it's exciting times Uh in the, in the dome. So um we will move on to weak points.
2: And we'll start off with the quarterback position, as always. So coming in top of the list is the Philadelphia Eagles allowing 26.9 points to the quarterback, which is quite high. It does tend to come down after the first couple of weeks, so Rob doesn't it normally, but You know the Eagles are leading the way, which is a surprise to me, as it is to probably most people because their defence is usually quite stout, but they play Monday night football at Tampa Bay, so Baker Mayfield could be in for another solid out in there. Um, In second, the Los Angeles Chargers 24.6. They're at the Vikings this weekend, my Vikings, and this is why we're manifesting a little bit of a Justin Jefferson touchdown this week, but (laughs) Kirk Cousins is the current QB one, so it's another toughie for the Chargers. They could be top of this list um, after week three. And the Cardinals in third at 24, they're at home to the Cowboys. Dak was very solid against the Jets last week, so it could be another nice week for him.
1: Yeah, there has been talk of, of Dak looking a bit more mature in his his process and his, uh, in his passing. So if he can continue that, it's going to be another strong performance, another another notch, you know, on his belt. Um, weakest against running backs. Steelers. The Steelers are top of this list. So normally, stout defense find themselves at the top of the pile. They conceded an average of 30.3 points to the running back position, and they are at the Raiders. So could this be an opportunity for Josh Jacobs to finally get off and running? It's a, it's a big question. You know, former running back one. Let's, let's hope he can do it because it's the perfect time. In second place, the Panthers, my Panthers, you know, it's yeah. kind of the opposite of what you got with the, the Vikings. You know, you've got a great team who are weak against the QBs. My team are weak against running backs, and they are at the Seahawks. <laughs> Kenneth Walker he is on a hot streak and another multiple touchdown game last week. Uh, and that should continue. And Zach Charbonnet is is featuring more in, in the pass-catching side of things, but that's that's turning out to be quite a, a deadly duo uh, at, at the Seattle. And then, oh, we've got the Raiders. So it's two teams in the top three against each other. The Raiders are facing the Steelers. Uh, they have conceded 28.1 points to the running back position so far in two weeks on average. And they've got, the again, another duo, uh, maybe one that more people saw coming, uh, Najee. And Jalen Warren, uh, they could be uh, ones who might help your fantasy team out quite a bit. They're against a weak side here.
2: Yeah, a, a couple of those uh, backfields there. It, I mean, it seems like every team's going that way, but with Zach Charbonnet's snaps increasing every week, Jalen Warren's snaps increasing every week, and it's um, it looks like the committee is the way to go for points in total but it doesn't really help us right
1: <laughs> definitely not i think i think it's helping more nfl teams out to say well look you're not a cat bell cow yeah. back anymore we don't pay you that much money you know we don't need to pay you that much money there's someone else yeah. who could step in um so we might have to look at some other teams who are doing this as well like Hubbard and uh miles sanders that might be a a duo coming up as well
2: yeah potentially but mm. um Weakest against wide receiver. So they're on the list again at another position. And it's the Chargers, 49.1 at the Vikings. So we've seen KJ Osborne snag a touchdown and a decent amount of yards, all to do with the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, of course, who looks to feast on this opportunity. And it could be a long night against the Vikings. Past first offense It's going to be... Uh, all-out aerial attack, I think. So maybe the signing of kamakers means absolutely nothing for this week. But um, we'll see what happens there. In second, the Colts, 44.4, 4, so nearly five points less than the Chargers. They're at the Ravens. Yeah. We know OBJ's ruled out for this week. So as Rob mentioned earlier, Zay Flowers could be in for some very high usage. He's been used quite... um Quite a bit so far, really. I mean, it's only really Puka Nakua, I think, that has maybe Jordan Anderson that has been um, utilised more, maybe, Mm -hmm. than Zay Flowers. So he should be in for another nice one. And then we've got the Titans coming in third, 42.5 at the Browns. As we know, Amari Cooper was banged up last week, but he did play Monday Night Football. So that, that was a massive sign. So, yeah, Amari Cooper should feast in this one.
1: Mm, absolutely um maybe they could share some out with uh dpj you know and tillman and you know david bell let's let's not give it all to cooper uh, fantasy drafters would love that but i think there's probably going to be a bit more coverage there um week is against titans um the eagles uh, are featuring on this this again so um that is to again two positions they are weak at and that is uh 21.8 points on average in these first two weeks and they are i've got the buccaneers so k.on um may look to benefit in this game he's he's been slowly seeing a, quite quite a a modest amount of targets i would say i think that's a good way of describing it this could be a real uptick game for him yeah um maybe one for the uh for the dfs players out there um in second place, the Dolphins uh, with sixteen point five on average uh, scored against the tight ends. Um, they're playing the Broncos. This could be a Troutman week, um, but obviously they've they've gotten rid of you know uh, Mister as well. He's gone. Dolcic is on IR. Can hmm. Can Troutman do it? I I kind of classed him more as a, a, a blocking um, tight end coming yep. into the season, but he's he seems to have. Gotten some targets. I think something of note here is they didn't get any targets in the tight end position last week. The, the Broncos. That's something I recognised in my stat scouting. So this could be a, a, a sneaky bust. Um, watch this now. Troutman goes for like 120 yards on like eleven <laughs> completions. So. But uh, yeah, it seems to know it's, It would be quite odd to see them go from zero receptions to eleven receptions in one week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be an odd one. Um, the Lions are in third uh, with 15.3 fantasy points conceded over the two weeks, and they are playing the Falcons. So this could be a nice week for Kyle Pitts. But do you know what? Jonu Smith could be something here. Mm-hmm. He did get some usage. Um, He did get quite a bit of usage. It was a bit, it was a bit of a split between uh, Pitts and Jonu Smith. Um, but, you know, we know what Jonu has done in the past with, with, the, with the Titans. He has yeah. been a red zone threat. So watch, watch out for him as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, a big body in man coverage down where it matters. And all of a sudden, he's got six points. If he gets another one, it's 12. It do not matter how many yards he's got, does it? Not at all. But uh, yeah, I think it's if Kyle Pitts doesn't step up this week, then there's going to be even more question marks now. But let's move on to our final segment, and it is Flex of the Week.
1: So um, at the start of the season, we, uh, well, Lewis, you, were, you weren't here. I hope you agreed for the proposition of uh, like doing sandwiches based on points <laughs> on Flex the Week, um, which is good because my my pick, Rash, uh, Rashid Shaheed did win last week. Um, Rashid Rice didn't rise above the rest of the Casey receivers and Jamal Williams, unfortunately, did leave the game early on with an injury in, against the Panthers. So it is one and two for Pitsy it is one and two for me and zero and one for Lewis but Lewis you have got a chance to turn that around in week three who is your flex of the week this week
2: now I was going to drag out my other jersey and do a little switch of here but it felt like a bit too much to do right I'm going for Adam Phelan now oh. even though he's not a Viking no more it still feels like a bit of a homer pick because I do absolutely love him And I think you do too, bad look on your face, Rob. But facing the Seattle Seahawks, who are allowing 41 points to wide receivers per game so far this season, which is the fourth most, just outside of the weak points uh, barrier. Andy Dalton, we now know, will be slinging the rock his way because rookie Bryce Young has been ruled out. He's a reliable target for a backup quarterback coming in. We've all seen it. Um, Hayden Hurst could be another good shout as well. He's a great end-zone threat in man coverage. He's been fantastic for Kirk Cousins the last three or four seasons. So Andy Dalton should do all right there. Um, and uh, sorry to say it, Rob, but possibly going to be playing from behind again. So Dalton's going to have to throw the ball. And Adam Feeling's about as reliable as they come, especially on the Panthers' offense. So, yeah, short and sweet. Adam feeling
1: Yeah. I, uh, I agree with this as well. Um, I did say in my in my have your say pick uh, on the on the Twitter, on the X, uh, that the Panthers were going to finish 5-12. and 12, uh, And I got a little bit of flack for it, but it seems to be coming that way so far. And I, yeah, I think this is another game where they're going to be playing from behind. I think you're absolutely right. Um, question is, now I wonder if you might be able to answer this, has there ever been a time where Andy Dalton and... Um, who the Titan you just mentioned? I can't believe I've forgotten this. <laughs> Hayden, Hurst. <laughs> Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden um, Hurst. Andy Dalton and Hayden Hurst. Has there ever been a time where they've played together?
2: No. So I think Hayden Hurst came after Dalton went. Or Dalton may have been a backup there. So or maybe there's been a game or some practices or something. But I'm pretty sure Hayden Hurst had already moved on. Um, Sorry. Um, Andy Dalton had already moved on before Hayden Hurst arrived. I'm sure he only had one year in Cincinnati, right?
1: I think so. I think he's just, I think he moved around quite a bit, didn't he? Um, but yeah, did, he's been in the Ravens, thinking,
2: Falcons.
1: Yeah, two journeymen, you know. There was potential. Mm. There was potential of them playing together. Um, well, seeing as that you picked a former Viking, uh, I thought I'd make you feel a little bit more at home. You've picked one from my side. I'll pick one from your side. I'm going to choose Jordan Addison for my flex of the week. Uh it, it is a good matchup. Um the defense is weak enough as it is. Um, even without some of these talented players coming to face him. Um obviously it's the Chargers, they're facing, and we've we've talked about the Chargers and how weak they are in, in our weak point segment. Um they will need to cover Justin Jefferson. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson first before they even have to consider KJ Osborne and my man Jordan Addison as well. So um, the thing that I think sets it apart for me from KJ Osborne um, is that Addison has had consistent volume these last two weeks. Um, He's been getting a good amount of targets. He's been doing well with the ball. He's even gotten some touchdowns uh, along the way. I think he's got two and two now. Um, So that lack of coverage makes it even two and two. Three and two. Two and two. Two and two. It is 2-2, two two, isn't it? 2-2, <laughs> um, <laughs> two two, yeah. But that lack of... Yeah. That lack of coverage makes it even more appealing for me. And, um... I'm sorry to say, the uh, the rush attack for the Vikings, a bit of a jab at your, my team. I'll give a jab at yours. <laughs> the rush attack has been poor. Um, so I can see the charges going ahead, but then I can also see them collapsing later on. So that's where the pass attack comes in. It's going to be a shootout, and I think Addison will be up there. So that's why he is my Flex of the Week this week.
2: Yeah, I, I love it. That game is going to be ridiculously high scoring because neither team seems to they're not the worst defenses but they seem to allow a lot of points which is obviously not Mm. ideal and both are sort of pass first especially if Eckler's out more so for the Chargers. but it's um yeah it'll be a good one it will be a good one yeah
1: yeah i can i was going to write something about defensive pass interference becoming a bit of an issue with with this team because i think that that has happened Quite a few times, certainly has with the charges, and it's put their opponents in a good position. Um, but I, I can see this happening a few times if if these both these quarterbacks are just going to be slinging it; those those uh, secondary players are just going to try and do whatever they can to stop those touchdowns going in.
2: Yeah, definitely, it's quite funny the two players we've picked actually because it's almost like um, Jordan Addison has replaced Adam Phelan a little bit. Yes on the vikings so it's like the new it's almost like new school and old school so yeah i quite like it
0: yeah
1: Yeah. the battle battle of the year those those players is going to be quite exciting to watch as the as the uh, as the the game week goes on Mm -hmm.
2: but uh yeah is is there any games other than the Panthers, of course which you'll be watching rob that you will be keeping a close eye on this week
1: um well yeah like i said this this high scoring one i think is going to be quite an exciting one to to watch certainly one that i imagine scott hansen will be coming back to quite regularly when it comes to a red zone um i'm trying to i think that the washington game gonna be quite entertaining as well commanders and bills because you know we've got um a really up-and-coming offense i believe in the commanders who are 2-0 at the moment they've 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 ridden out some pretty tough games, you know. And aside from the Bills losing in Week One and in quite a spectacular fashion, um, and then having a really good rebound, um, I think that could be quite quite an enticing game for some as well. Watching some two two quarterbacks, you know, really going at each other, and some two two top class defenses, you know, trying to make that game as 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 low scoring as possible.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, that one. My next one I'll be looking at is going to be the Lions against the Falcons. I think that's going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. this week. It's, uh, Desmond Ridder is incredibly bad from an NFL standpoint, but he seems to be putting up some fantasy points, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd, it's just to see how Dan Campbell deals with that, because it, he's fantastic. And um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about all for this week, mate, isn't it?
1: I reckon so, yeah. All we've got now is to to, to go to bed. It's that late.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a little bit more of not-so-fast Action Friday this week again, but we're, we're enjoying NFL being back, you know, and it, we're having a lot Ooh, of fun. Yeah. So you can get this wherever you get your podcasts via the 5-Yard Rush Network, of course, and we will see you next week.